if you are in the West, you may have started to notice that the days are getting shorter, meaning that nighttime is coming sooner and earlier and the temperature is gradually falling, except for days here and there where we have really hot weather, especially here in Toronto where I am. I'm noticing that especially in the evening times, the weather is getting cooler and cooler. We're also in the ember month. So today is the 6th of September. And what that means is that winter will soon be upon us. Oh my goodness, who is excited for winter? I can categorically tell you that I am not looking forward to winter. Many of us suffer from some sort of alterations to our mood this time of year. And I've been talking to my patients more and more about being proactive against a case of winter blues or even seasonal affective disorder. So if this is something that interests you, please keep on listening and enjoy the episode. Welcome to Happy Without Medicine, and I'm your host, Dr. Yuandi, a medical doctor, therapist, and a fierce advocate for your happiness. My mission here is simple, to help professional women just like you create a life you're excited to wake up to. It's time to make the happiness you feel on the inside match the success others see on the outside. Let's get started. Many of my listeners come from different parts of the world, and I want to take this opportunity to acknowledge all of you who are tuning in from Brazil, who are tuning in from Spain, tuning in from Nigeria, tuning in from Zimbabwe. I really appreciate all of you. And for those of you who are tuning in from Canada, this is a very special message to you. Yes, I know that other parts of the world experience winter just like we do, but the Canadian winters, especially the real Canadian winters in places like Manitoba or Alberta, this episode is going to be helpful for you. It's going to be helpful for everybody, but my heart goes out to my fellow Canadians because we know that winters you know, it's always something to mentally and emotionally prepare for. And whether you've been in Canada for one winter or whether you've been in Canada for several winters, I'm sure that you have experienced to a varying degree an alteration in your mood. Some people actually quite enjoy the winter because they are outdoorsy and have and enjoy things like skiing, snowboarding. Some people quite enjoy the winter because of things like that. But for those of us, especially of African descent, <laughs> the majority of us really need to emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually, psychologically prepare for winter. And like I say, many of us may have experienced an alteration to our mood to varying degrees. And so that can range from things like we will call the winter blues, where you just notice you're more tired, more sluggish, maybe more irritable, more sad. You're just more sluggish overall and more sad. Your mood is a little bit more low, all the way to depression, seasonal affective disorder, 
which is something that people experience yearly. And some people actually get it really bad. Some people get it really bad to the point where they're feeling hopeless, to the point where they're it's affecting their sleep, it's affecting their ability to work and concentrate, it's affecting their relationships. And so there's a degree, a spectrum to which a change in the seasons can affect people. If you are someone who notices that when the winter comes or when the days are starting to get shorter, when temperature is starting to get cooler, if you're someone who notices that there is a change in your mood, a drastic change in your mood, it's going to be very wise of you to set up an appointment with your therapist, set an appointment with your GP and get ahead of it and talk about strategies on how to mitigate the really deep impact of a change in season for you. What I'm really focusing on today will be helpful for anyone who is also suffering from seasonal affective disorder, so the depression from that, but is more catered towards people who have the winter blues and are still able to function to a pretty good degree, okay? I'm finding that I'm talking to a lot of my patients now proactively about preparing for the winter, especially those who have brought to my attention that seasonal affective disorder or a change in their mood around this time of year really gets to them. We're talking proactively about how to manage that and prevent that to the best of our ability. And that's what I'm here to share with you today. And so it all comes down to routines. I like to give the analogy that your routines are like your surfboard. Imagine you're riding a wave. Your routine is like a surfboard. And so even though the wave might be threatening to overtake you, overwhelm you, and pull you down, your surfboard is what keeps you steady. It's what keeps you afloat. It's what keeps the wave from sinking you and pulling you under. And so even though the ride might be a little bit rough, it's still a wave on an ocean after all. The surfboard is your routine that prevents that wave from really pulling you under. And so we're going to be talking about four routines that I want you to start working on now. Don't wait until you start to feel low energy, until you start to feel sad and down and sluggish. Don't wait until you get to that. Start working on your routines now. I mean, if you were learning how to surf, you wouldn't just jump on a wave without practice. You would practice when things are actually fairly calm before then going on a wave with your surfboard, before then going on a bigger wave with your surfboard. So start working on these routines now. And if you've heard me say it once, you've heard me say it a thousand times, your sleep. Work on a sleep routine. I was speaking to one of my brilliant patients a couple of weeks ago, and she was telling me how she's finally been able to get onto a sleep routine. And she's able to get to bed at 10.30. She wakes up around six o'clock and has made such a big difference for her. And the truth is that sleep, it's such an important foundation for our overall wellness. Because if you're tired, if you're exhausted, if you're fatigued, you can have all the tools but not be able to use them because you don't have the capacity, you don't have the energy to use them. So have a sleep routine. Have one, two, or maybe even three things that you do to wind down for the night. For some people, it might be reading a book on their bedside table. For some people, it's washing their face, brushing their teeth. For some people, it's journaling. For some people, it's just closing their eyes for five minutes and reflecting on the highlights of the day. 
whatever it might be, come up with a routine that will ease you into sleep. Really focus on trying to get to sleep at the same time every night to the best of your ability. For shift workers, you might have a routine for the days you work evening shifts. You might have a routine for the days you work night shifts. You might have a routine for the days you work day shifts, right? But have some sort of routine that will help ease you into sleep. Really focus on what we call sleep hygiene. So making sure you're not scrolling and scrolling and scrolling on social media before you try to fall asleep. Because even if it's mindless scrolling, you're still taking it information that your mind will be processing as you're trying to go to sleep. So maybe you catch a glimpse of an old classmate who is now on a world tour vacation, <laughs> right? And it's something that you've been dreaming of doing. And all of a sudden you're in a weird mood before you try to go to bed. So really avoid scrolling on any kind of apps, any screen time, an hour before you go to bed to get your brain into the most optimized space for a restful night of sleep. Making sure your room is as dark as possible, making sure it's nice and cool, blocking out any lights or sounds that could be distracting. Those are all things, you know, avoiding caffeine. Those are all things that I'm sure you've heard about many times before, but having a sleep routine coupled with good sleep hygiene is very good foundation to help set you up and mitigate any form of winter blues and seasonal affective disorder if that is something that you suffer from. Secondly, I want you to start thinking about a socializing routine. Yes, a socializing routine. This time of year is when we tend to hibernate, right? Hibernation is not just for the squirrels and for the bears. Human beings <laughs> this time of year tend to hibernate. Right. I remember being in university and every winter it would be like, oh, are there, where's everybody? Everybody seems to have just disappeared. And when summer comes, it's like, okay, I did not know that there were this many people on campus because usually this time of year, people tend to stay indoors more. But you want to start planning things like maybe a games night with your friends. You want to start planning maybe a movie night. If you're into painting, you want to start planning the days that you're going to maybe have a gathering with people uh, to paint a picture or to paint, to work on some sort of activity or look for volunteer opportunities that will get you out of the house and mingling with other people. This can be such a tough time of year for many people. And you want to start thinking ahead of time and booking things ahead of time and scheduling them at an interval that is consistent that will carry you through the three, four, five, six months in some places of winter that is coming for many of us. So having a socializing routine that makes you more intentional about coming together with other people, that will really help mitigate the impact of the season changes on your mood. So the next thing is your self-care routine, okay? Winter time, this is when many of us will let ourselves go. You know, our, we've packed away all our hot girl summer outfits. <laughs> you know, we've put everything away and, you know, we've kind of, there's nowhere, nowhere that we're really going. So there's no incentive to get our hair done. There's no incentive to get our nails done. Maybe Christmas time, we'll spruce things up again. But then shortly after that, everything goes downhill. I really want you to be, again, intentional about your self-care. There's something about, at least for me, 
going and getting my eyebrows freshly done or getting my nails done, whatever it is for you, even if it's like a nice face mask that you do in your bathroom, if it's a, you know, you're lighting some candles in your shower and you are just taking a nice hot shower or if you're a bath person, I'm not a bath person, but if you are a bath person, taking a nice warm bath, whether it is scheduling walks outside, whatever it is that you need to do to take care of yourself. Exercise, of course, is a big part of your self-care routine, right? Making sure that, okay, maybe in the summertime, I did a lot of Zumba classes, just as an example. And winter, I know that I might not be able to drive as easily to my Zumba class. What am I going to do for exercise? What am I going to substitute? I'm really starting to think about those things proactively because what ends up happening is September leads to October, October leads to November, November leads to December. And before you know it, we're pretty much living the same day over and over again with nothing to really break it up and nothing to really look forward to. And so this is why I'm encouraging you to think about, okay, what are some of the self-care things that I want to really make sure I stay on top of this winter? Exercise, grooming, whatever that might look like for you, please, please, please be intentional about planning it because that's another thing that you can do to really offset the impact of the change in weather, the change in light, the change in seasons, the lack of vitamin D that we're getting from outside, it'll help offset that a little bit, okay? And finally, your change of routine, routine, right? So, so far we've talked about a sleep routine, we've talked about a socializing routine, we've talked about a self-care routine, now we're talking about a change of routine, routine. (laughs) Okay, so... Some people will actually take this to the extreme. The snowbirds, they will take this to the extreme and they will actually leave the country altogether for six months. Many of us do not have that luxury yet, but we can plan a getaway here or there. And it can be, and if you have the opportunity to be able to go away for six months and that's what you need to do, by all means, Some people will plan a trip to somewhere hot, warm, sunny, sometime around March when the kids are on break or February. But even if you can't get away from the country altogether, can you book yourself into a hotel for two nights and just have a break of the same routine that you're experiencing day after day, September, October, November, into December, January, February, March? right? Can you book yourself into a hotel? Can you invite some friends to come stay over or you go to visit a friend and stay over for the weekend? Is there a trip within the country that you can do? Whether it's if you're in Toronto, maybe going to Ottawa. If you're in Ottawa, maybe going to Kingston, right? It doesn't have to be anything elaborate, but look at the oppor- look for the opportunities around you because there are many opportunities to just break up the routine that we can so easily get into. And like I say, you want to do this now because once the weather starts to get cold and the days start to get short and it's four o'clock and it's nighttime already, you wake up to go to work, it's dark, you leave the office, it's dark again, you're not going to feel motivated to start planning all these things unless you get like a sudden burst of energy, 
right? So now is the time to think about, okay, what do I want to do for myself in November? What do I want to do for myself in February? What what do I want to do as a family in March, right? Whatever that might be. And so I hope this has been helpful. I've mentioned that it's coming up in my sessions with my patients, and I thought that it would be good to bring this information to you because I know that they're not the only ones who are already feeling the winter approaching day by day, hour by hour, minute by minute. It doesn't have to be daunting. It doesn't have to be dreary. If you follow these tips, you might actually enjoy this winter. And like I said at the top of this episode, if you find that these symptoms are actually quite overwhelming for you to the point where it's affecting your relationships, it's affecting your sleep, it's affecting your thoughts, you're having negative thoughts, hopeless thoughts, thoughts of worthlessness, even thoughts of wanting to end things altogether with your life. You know, those are serious red flags, serious red flags. And I really want you to seek medical attention ASAP because this podcast does not substitute professional help. It doesn't substitute talking to someone who you can see and speak to face to face, right? And so if you find yourself slowly slipping down that path, please, please, please go see your doctor or speak to your therapist. All right. I hope these tips were helpful. If you have any other questions around managing your mood when it comes to this time of year, feel free to send me a message on LinkedIn. I am Dr. Yiwande Olamide Fadujutimi on LinkedIn. Or on Instagram, I'm at Dr.Yiwande on Instagram. I, I would be happy to continue this conversation there. Until next time, remember that I'm here always fiercely advocating for your success and your happiness. Bye. Thank you for joining me, Dr. Yuan Di, on the Happy Without Medicine podcast this week. If you enjoyed this episode, I would so appreciate it if you could give it a review on Apple Podcast because it helps Happy Without Medicine pop up when other women are searching for ways to find their happiness again. And visit happywithoutmedicine.com to view the complete show notes and other resources mentioned in today's episode. I'll catch you next time.